So here we are, yeah. BS with TG, Matt Hensley. Fucking feel, go figure. touch on because you you kind of exited skating at a pretty high point right yeah I mean you were doing whatever doing well within skateboarding whatever, whatever all that means right sure and the myriad of, of stuff that comes along with that um, and you just sort of seemingly kind of disappeared I did I just sort of vanished yeah yeah <laughs> I just got to a, a weird point where I just uh, I just wasn't doing well. Uh, uh, I was do, I was partying too hard. I was uh, taking care of myself. Like uh, you know, Mike Chanowski and all, all the different people were like, "Dude, you need to like you know settle, settle, settle down. We got to film here." And and I just uh, I just was partying too hard and just not in my right mindset. And it got to a point where uh, I was sitting on a curb with with MT and we're just talking about stuff. And I, I was just like, "Man, I've just been going hard." I mean, and he. He, you know, he helped me out. He, he came to my house one time where I was in a, a fucked up state. Uh, and he's all, it's time to take a break. So he, he actually, like, he called my folks. And the next thing I know, I'm in a fucking rehab. And the, and the whole nine occurred. Oh. And, uh, uh, which is not, I don't, you know, that's not something I like fucking, dude, check this out. It's rad. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it didn't go well. So anyways, after that, I just, I just kind of needed a break just from myself, just everything. So I just, I sat on a curb with him. And he's all, maybe just, dude... I love you. You're still on Plan B. You're still part of our family. You're part of this whole thing. Just bail and do, do just do your thing for a little bit. So I was like, I remember just sitting on that curb in Mira Mesa somewhere, and just like, I think I'm gonna do that, which is berserk in retrospect because totally. I'm like, I was doing pretty well and and things were looking really rad, and I just, uh, I just, I just, you know, I, 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 you know, most people really wouldn't at the top of like, you know, making really good money just to go. I'm gonna be a para fucking medic, yeah. make like work. I want to make. Uh, I'm gonna be an EMT. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make less than minimum wage in Chicago. Uh, but but I honestly, uh, it, it was it, it, in retrospect, it, it, it is what I needed to do, and I'm glad that I did it. I, I kind of just you know, just had a bunch of different odd jobs and 
still I worked at Session Skateboard Shop, uh, so like every touring team that would come around, I still still was part of my life. I skated to the shop. Sure, it was all good. It it's, still is all part of my life, but I just needed to kind of get out of the the, the, the and, and I'm not I'm not you know pretending that I, I was. Uh, you know, there's not paparazzi parked out in front of my parking lot. It wasn't. I'm not saying that. It just, it just got too fucked up for me, and I just was like, I just needed to step down for a little bit. And then, after uh, many years later, when I got to be back with Plan B after Mike passed away and stuff, uh, I felt like I kind of needed to do that because, like, when I stepped back, you know, kind of just creeping around and being around it, it, it felt, it felt that's what I needed to do. Yeah, it's weird, but that's how it, it went down. If that's, I mean, that's definitely not weird in the sense of you being part of it again. That. Is, makes total sense. So the the thing that like thinking about skateboarding in our positions and in life at that time, we're just total freedom. It, there's there was there's no coaches or managers or anyone telling you what to do, <laughs> telling you what not to do. Sure, telling you how not to live your life. You know, like partying all night long. Probably not the best thing. I think. It, uh, do I not remember you, you know? coming to my house one night? Uh, yeah. Back in this like ra- yeah. raging, like fucking like fifteen so, Vespas parked in the apartment, so like like. Dude. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I have similar memories of that stuff and and shenanigans at my old house with, oh man. Anyway, but th- that's the hardest thing. We we had total freedom. Do whatever, yeah. whatever you want. You can sleep in all day, skate all night. Sure. You know, it doesn't matter. You could do anything, and and uh, I think. You were just after, you know, me a little bit. Mine was more based on, like, contests and crap. Like, you start sucking at contests. Yeah. So, like, oh, you've lost it, you know. Because videos weren't the, uh, um, where you, the proving grounds. It yeah. was all in the contest. Sure. But a little later, like, you guys. You could pull like, it off I mean, a little more. You could. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, the yeah, proving yeah, grounds yeah. became video, right? Yeah. And that you came out the insanest part, and people are just, like, lost their mind, you know. And, um, but... For you to for you to walk away from that, that must have been pretty heavy. And not only that, but in but it the amount of work you had to do to become an EMT, like step well, away from skateboarding. Yeah, it's a bit. It's it's it's, it's yeah, it's ridiculous now. Yeah, I look back at yeah. it, but, but at the time, it just like uh, for lack of having any better ideas, it seemed like a good one. You know, at least kind of maybe uh, try to do something in some positive manner while you're trying to figure it out. Sure, but I mean that ta- that takes actually a lot of dedication. And focus and just hard work. I mean, to do that. And that's not really a skater's... Well, I mean, you know, so we grew up skating and we do... We have the sense of tenacity and perseverance that, well, I'm getting up. I, you know, I fell, I'm getting up, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so I guess you could really do it, but that's pretty intense to go from, like, this free-form, flowing life of skateboarding, you know, as a professional skateboarder, yeah. to, like, basically, you know, um, into study mode, into books, into a job. Yeah. It, uh, that's, that sounds, and, sounds ludicrous the more it, that you say it. it. it, it, does, it does. My, pro- my problem with like the idea of a job is that I would get fired in like the first 30 minutes. Sure. Sure. And so how do you, as a skateboarder, having that sense of freedom and somebody coming down on you and just being like, ah, oh, you have to do this. Well, I, I, like, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, 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 I remember the day that I made the decision you asked me about. I remember the day that I decided that was a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> I, I was actually, I was working in the emergency room in Chicago and some poor woman came in and she was, uh, uh, She'd been beat up by her fucking old man, and she was bleeding out of her. She was pregnant, so she was bleeding out of her fucking region, and it was it was all fucked up. And then he, you know, you're just coming in to help her, and then all of a sudden he comes in and he's trying to fist fight her right in front of me, kick the baby. You know what I mean? It was like, oh my god. Uh, 
I, I just lost my mind and I started to like, and I'm not a, a street fighter, crazy fucker, but I, I tried to get at the guy and it turned into some like melee. And, and then like after it was all over, security came, kicked his ass, arrested him, all the shit went down for, you know, I mean, because he's trying to kill uh, a pregnant lady. This is oh. fucking insane. But uh, the nurse is like, you're out of here. Get the fuck out of here. You, you, you don't have the temperament for this. Like, you're not, you're not trying to, you're not trying to fight that guy. You're trying to save her. And I, I recognized that. And I was right. like, you are absolutely right. This is, this is not for me. So <laughs> I went back to the bar in Chicago, had a couple of beers, and, and then just tried to, try to do a different uh, path. Well, I ended up going to the Art, Art Institute of Chicago, which was like much more my speed. Yeah, I don't. I don't want a nine to five job, you know, at all. And and uh, you know, uh, that 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 time was weird for me. And it was like, I, I, there's parts of that that taught me a lot about myself and the world. And I'm glad that I did it. But I'm not, you know, I can't wait to. Do, I don't want to do that very many more times in my life. Step on my dick. How many more times before you figure it? I don't want to do that, you know. Uh, I try yeah. to stay clear of that. And uh, uh, like we said earlier, I've just been lucky and blessed to have mostly. Uh, you know, rolling on four wheels and playing music for most of my life now. So if I can keep that trucking, I'll be very happy. You, you'll be good. All these things that you've done, though, without them, you probably wouldn't be in the position you're in now. You know, there's there's a reason why you do these things in life and you have these moments and these experiences to probably help you figure out what you do want to do. Yeah. Right. Sure. And find your path. I didn't know you went to the art institute. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Nice. How many years were you there? For? Just, I'll say I was there for one year. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I, I, I loved it. I mean, immediately it was like, okay, this is definitely my zone. And it's definitely coming from skateboarding. You know, it's all just yeah. like it's right there. Totally. I, I feel like short of, a, you know, a curb and a ramp, uh, and it climbing. just felt very natural. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it felt just natural to be there. But uh, a year into it, I got the phone call from Danny and he said Mike got killed in a car, exi- car accident. And, yeah. and the next thing I know, Danny's like, you, can you go into the funeral? Like, fuck, of course I can. Because... In my apartment at the time, like the biggest piece of furniture I had in it was a billiard table that Turnowski had bought me, like with the, you know, and like I actually had like he would sent me like Plan B, like shirts to wear when I'm playing pool and stuff. He kept me part of the gig. It's ridiculous. So I'm, that was you know I'll just never forget that it was a terrible fucking phone call to get from from Danny. I'm like yeah I'll be there, you know immediately. So when I went there, I met everybody, and long story short, I. I ended up just like quitting quitting school and moving back and trying to help Mary and just whatever. I, I, he, you know, Mike always had my back regardless for my insanity, you know. Yeah. And he called me once a week when I was in Chicago, just checking so, in. Yeah, it's what's up, yeah. coming in or whatever. Rocco's coming next week or whatever it is. Uh, he kept me in the loop, so because he, he, you know, he, he cared for me uh, enough to be the only guy, you know, knocking on my door, going, "Okay, it's, it's time." Yeah. So. Uh, uh, but, uh, so then, so then you came back after that, and and you were helping out, um, just get affairs in order and whatnot. Honestly, I just said, I just told Mary and Danny, just like whatever, whatever it is you'd like me to do, I, I'd like to do it. And uh, I kind of just was like a team manager, and now I was like, you know, however many, however short a time, just or how much time that had gone by, I'm find myself in the same fucking van again. Following the, the world van and, and playing paintball at 80 miles an hour against uh, a world industry guy, so it, it felt really, it felt really natural. And, and again, we we would stop and do demos, and and that world just uh, it's just just been most of my life spent that way. So I was like, ah, this is this is this is my comfort zone. Back in the frying pan. But you're the TM, so I've I've done one TM bit stint in my time and yeah I'm I see not, that I, see it's like gray in your beard yeah right, there, right? <laughs> yeah yeah and I'm not good at it because um 
Yeah, I'm, let's just say that. Oh, uh, dude, it's so much easier to sit in the back of the van and go, look, I'm punk hungry now. Where's my hotel room? Yeah, What's dude, up? Like, yeah, I need a uh, shoelace. Uh, Where's a banana peel? When you're the, when you're the head yeah. of, the, of, the, of the shit, it's a, it's a way different story. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I think so many skaters grow up just, um, you know, latchkey kids, just like yeah. on their kind of own and uh, make their own way. But to have people complaining about just the most benign shit is just annoying. Yeah, I'm like, you, you guys are almost adults. Some of them are teenagers, but you're like, sure. but you guys over 18, you're adults. Yeah. I don't care, man. It's hard, like, here's hard, your ticket. Harden up a bit. You may, yeah, <laughs> here's your ticket. You, we'll see you in Germany. I don't know what to tell you if you're not back here at the train station yeah. by set time. Yeah, you're a full-grown man yeah. now, so yeah. it's time to, uh, it's time to, to step into to those shoes, it, yeah. man. So, so being a TM, <laughs> so you come back, and then you're like in a TM mode, and how did that? How was that for you? Uh, you know, honestly, uh, uh, because of all the kind of like the traumatic weirdness that had occurred already, uh, uh, in a mostly good way, but you know, now yeah, I'm back well. and it's just like, it's just all just trippy and now uh, it, it felt really good. I mean, like you just said, like, yeah, I didn't like to be the, uh, you know, like the end of the night, like everybody's wasted, we're at some party and then we're going to skate some ditch and it's me that's, uh, uh, it's in charge of everything and, I, and I'm like, I keep on trying to talk to the, the guys that are, you know, the, the, the dills at the time, stuff that were under underage or supposedly like, dude, can you drive the van because the TM's, I'm going to get lit up here. Like, it's, it's crazy. So, uh, uh, but it was, it was, it was, I have nothing but great memories. I mean, we, uh, yeah, it was just fun and it was fun to be back on a skateboard and just to be back kind of like, uh, uh, back in the crew and just big, bigger than just the Plan B crew but just skateboarding in general felt, felt, felt really nice just to be back home kind of in a weird way it, uh, no that makes total sense because uh, I mean me personally I, I really only feel comfortable around skaters you know like honestly like honestly in the sense that because skaters their way our way we perceive kind of everything is really skewed yeah it's not normal in so many different ways and so to be able to interact with everyday people is challenging yeah um dude no so, doubt man so it seems so i'm just saying you're back home you're like back home that's your tribe right it's just that's where we're at yeah uh, and i, I spent most of my I, I saw your video and you're like you know i still walk around the earth i'm like fuck if there was a transition to that i would actually you know your your brain's always sinking in this way where Constantly. everybody's like what are you what are you staring at that that's a that's a fucking wall it doesn't, yeah. doesn't do anything for anybody i'm like it could but see. <laughs> you're like i don't know in i'm the gonna hands. sand that i'm gonna paint that i'm gonna build that it's gonna be you know it's uh, gonna be killer that mindset is is different yeah you, you never you never shake it never goes away you know, I see stuff and I know that I'm like, well, I can't skate it now. I probably couldn't skate it then, but I could see. I'm like, oh, I see so-and-so, you know. And, uh, yeah, so I totally hear you. I'm feeling at home back with skateboarding. Let me ask you this. When did you pick up the your instrument? Uh, well, it's, it's and what do you want? What do you personally call it? Is it an accordion? It's, or, just, it's just, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's an accordion. It's a squeeze box. Squeeze box. Yeah. Or what are the, isn't there some other... Terms there, 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 well, there's, you know, there's, there's some derogatory terms, right? Yeah. <laughs> Shit box. I mean, uh, uh, a lot of people will say, yeah, it, yeah. There's a bunch of different derogatory terms, but those, those are the two terms. And generally, accordion is mostly considered to be a piano accordion, and a squeeze box is a button accordion, mostly. Okay, uh, I got you. And, and keys you know, and disposable like, buttons. Yeah. So uh, I started playing that. Uh, I want to say in two, uh, 93, 94. You got an okay. accordion. Okay. But I don't know. To be, all, to be fair, all, to be fair I was slutting around with the instrument even before that. Like, we would, just on skateboard tours, we would go to, like, uh, pawn shops 
uh, and you know, you would probably stop and look at uh, guitars and basses, exactly. and I was like, uh, I was always pl playing the accordion, so like I already kind of, I always had some aff affinity to that instrument. But before that, I played guitar, and even like right. in the late '80s, I was in a ska band, Spy Kids. And so we got to open sure. up for the Scatolites and No Doubt before oh, the, No Doubt was No Doubt, and it was, it was a fucking dream come true. But Scatolites. Uh, that's all you have to say. Yes, pretty much it. Yeah. End of, end of, end of, uh... Done. We're done here. <laughs> um, okay, but, but even more so, like, it's one thing, okay, picked it up in the 90s, but how the fuck did you choose that instrument? Because that's so off the grid. Like, everybody, like, I, you know, I grew up playing bass, I, I, I know, I and know. then I went to guitar out of whatever stupid necessity, but my, I, I would never imagine... Of course they wouldn't, because you wouldn't want to get beat up. It's not. It's, no one's going like, dude, you're going to get laid if you play that. No, you're not going to. It's like it's social. It's associated with Yurkel or yeah. Weird Al Yankovic, and I love him. But that you're just, it's going in a weird direction, right? Like, what are you going? to... I tell you, I, I'll accept all that. And it's it's certainly not like it'd be so much cooler to play something uh, cooler, right? But but uh, I like I love I love the accordion because I. I uh, I, I looked. I come from a. I come from the lens of it being like a, uh, an instrument that can kind of passport you around the world. It it, it kind of plays the ethnic street music of every major place in the world, and I love that. It it, it can make I, yeah. it sound like it's fucking Mexico. It can make border town music. You can make it sound like Ireland, Louisiana, Paris, France, Germany. It, it's a few instruments that can really like bring that sensation home. Definitely, that's true. It, but did, there wasn't like a major influence. Like you didn't see somebody go, "Wow, that's incredible!" Like were you on a road trip and you happened to see one? Or uh, you know, we, I just I, I, yeah, a lot of, a lot of skateboarding road trips. We'd, yeah. we again, we'd have some time off and we'd march around. I'd go to pawn shops and I'd be playing it. But my, I mean, inspired wise, like I think just growing up around San Diego, having so much uh, Mexican music in the AM radio uh, yeah. was an uh, influence on me. And I honestly, even as a little kid, I would drive people bananas and put it to that those crazy AM stations. And, and so I like that. I like that music. And my, you know, my, uh, I mean, I'm from California, dude, but, but my grandfather's born in, you know, like everybody else in this country is born somewhere else, but he was born in Glasgow. All my, my mom's side's relatives, they were all, they played Celtic music. So they, they played, you know, they play, you know, Irish Celtic music. Sure. And I remember, you know, being a young kid and having them bring all their instruments and play all night long, drink all my dad's booze in the house and just like, just stir it up. And I would dance around, and it was the greatest thing ever. Oh. And then I became too. I became too old. I became twelve or thirteen, where I was like, "That sucks," you know. Of, and I want to. It's punk and just fuck it. So I, it, I, I stepped away from that music. And then later, you know, be, being reintroduced to the Pogues and things like that is what I was like, kind of really, like, really felt it. Like I'd like to do something in this sort of style or genre. Wow, that's because. I always wondered that. So there you go. Yeah, it's not. I wasn't. I wasn't like a young kid growing up playing it. I just actually, I actually chose that. You. <laughs> That's on purpose. Yeah.